And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and you're my co-host, Chingai. Chingai, how are you doing? I'm okay, Patty. We watched eight movies this week. <laughs> the first four I watched just fine. The next four I watched with COVID. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm here with a little bit of a sniffle, but still showing up. As as did you when you had COVID. <laughs> COVID Christmas movies. I hope the experience made the COVID better and not worse, but we'll discuss that in a little while. Guys, there were eight movies this past week because of the Thanksgiving special. And some hits, some uh, not quite misses, and a lot in between. So we're not going to waste any time. And instead, we're just going to jump right into them. The first four we're going to discuss are going to be just the headlines, just because you don't want to hear us talk for two hours, even if we could. So kicking us off, uh, I'm going to uh, start with the much-hyped A Holiday Spectacular on Countdown to Christmas. Um, This was the Rockettes movie. For those that aren't sure or have been living under a fucking rock, because we saw so much of this movie through previews, the amount of promotions that went on, to do this. I feel like this was brand spawn con and that like the Rockettes paid for, you know, sponsored this movie. It wasn't terrible. I give them props for like positives. Production design, amazing. Like, come on, they transformed New York City into like a 50s paradise. To yay dancing, like I, I do like a dancing per- over a singing, so okay. Um, three, I was shocked that they would show girls in just leotards and no stockings. Like, oh my God, they're in bathing suits, guys. This is like the most naked a girl has ever been on Hallmark. And uh, I'm surprised. Other than that, though, I didn't really pay attention to this movie. And maybe that's my loss. But this was the last movie I watched out of all the eight. And maybe I was just really tired by the end of it. But it didn't grip me. It didn't make me want to look and pay attention. The chemistry of the stars wasn't that great. Shingai? Um, I, I love a 1950s costume drama, so I mean, I, I'll give it to them for, for I think I think it was pretty polished the way it mm. looked. The story was kind of meh, but mm. we, don't, we don't really watch Hallmark 4 story except <laughs> for the last couple of weeks when it did surprise us right? with pretty good, pretty good shows. So I just feel like Hallmark forced this down our throats yeah. week upon week. And yeah. it, I mean, it didn't, it didn't. It didn't live up to the hype. Exactly. But you're right. Dancing is so much better than singing. Yes. Holiday Spectacular bested All Saints Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Guys, spoiler alert. Every movie this week bested All Saints Christmas. <laughs> so we're in good hands. It was a good Thanksgiving week, I have to say. But of course, there still are winners and losers on a bell curve. And unfortunately, this week in limbo is a Holiday Spectacular. All right. Chingai. Next, we have A Tale of Two Christmases, starring Catherine Barrel from The Good Witch, Chandler Massey, and Evan Roderick. So this was our Good Witch uh, reprise by one of the characters I did not like from the <laughs> show. And then there was that guy with the same Richard Madden hair from last year, from that was he in the train movie, the time travel movie? I think so. Yeah, and then we have spinning, spinning gold. Was that spinning out? Spinning the, out. This, yeah. Spinning sorry, out. spinning gold is a Jeremy Jordan movie coming up next year. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there, as Patty says. So we get a sliding doors movie. We've had so many of these. That's why this one wasn't so interesting. And I, I think it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't good. I didn't like either of the guys, <laughs> although they weren't like they weren't the worst. And Joy, that's her name, right? From The Good Witch. Wasn't also the worst, but, you know, they could have given us a lot better. I think the best thing about this movie is it featured that house again that keeps getting shown (laughs) in our Christmas movies. That's really it. If you want the Sliding Doors movie, head to Netflix. They have one with Lily Reinhardt. Uh, I can't remember the title, but anyway, yeah. Don't Ooh. go to Hallmark Channel for Ooh, that. the go Lily Reinhardt movie yeah. is a sliding doors. Interesting. Yes. What annoyed me about this movie are two things. Again, it wasn't terrible. This is no All Saints Christmas. I will keep repeating. I kind of wish that Joy, number one, wasn't in the picture. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't into her. 
Mm. I would have loved like a big city boy, country boy romance. Mm. Like those two boys could have gotten together. Give me a gay movie instead. But two, if we have to have Joy, her wigs were pretty terrible. I know that they did the wig. I, I appreciate though the fact that they gave her a haircut, and that's also what they did in Sliding Doors with Gwyneth. So it was easier for the person to, for the viewer to understand that this was two stories, right? Because otherwise, it's the same Gwyneth um, going mm-hmm. on. But both haircuts were pretty darn bad, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I was confused. And if you want a high concept thing instead, there was Ghost of the the yeah, um, Ghost of Christmas Always did it Come well. On. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we know Hallmark can do things well. This one, meh. All right. Okay, we're just speeding through this, guys, because we've got so much to go through. Uh, I realize I didn't even say the stars of A Holiday Spectacular, but whatevs. Moving on. (laughs) Our third movie for this Thanksgiving week is A Royal Corgi Christmas starring Hunter King and Jordan Renzo. And I have to say this because it was directed by Claire Niederpruem, who has been directing hit after hit. Um, every year from the Christmas bow two years ago to last year's one December night, uh, both MOCs. And this year she moves to Countdown to Christmas. And on a bell curve of royalty movies and dog movies, this one wasn't bad. But on the bell curve of Claire Niederprua movies, her over, her genre, <laughs> her filmography, this is her worst. We knew that would happen because you have dogs and royals. And I love Hunter King. And I went on this deep dive into Claire Niederprum's Instagram because then I found out she was married. She's married to another director named McLean Nelson, who directed other wonderful movies that we've liked, um, including Hunter King's um, Hidden Treasures, Hidden Mm -hmm. Gems. Yeah, so it's like, I love it. It's a power directing couple. But this one just didn't cut it for me. I think we've seen a lot of royalty movies with, I mean, a Bethany Joy Lenz, Will Kemp one, right? Royal Matchmaker. And in this one, she's trying to train the corgi. The corgi is quite cute. I didn't appreciate how there was like a, what do you call this? A bad corgi trainer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, we need a villain again. Like, it just felt so regressive considering how progressive things have been for Hallmark this year. I am disappointed in Claire, but considering the plot, she did her best with it. Um, the prince wasn't bad looking. Apparently, Chingai knows this guy from somewhere. That's Henry Cavill's role in The Tudors. Okay. He played that role in The Spanish Princess. There we go. I haven't watched either. I should watch Spanish Princess. I hear, I hear good things. but And I love a royalty thing. And that's why this just felt a little rote and a little cookie cutter. Considering the talent they had with Hunter King, who I know can deliver, and the director we had with Claire Niederbruem. So Claire, I'm sorry this year I cannot rave about your movie, um, but I'm sure next year you'll be back in my arms and I will be vetting you as my favorite. You're still one of the greats. Everything else was wonderful. Sorry, just it just this one just felt very blah and basic. Again, way better than All Saints Christmas, but just not great for Claire. I don't think it was Claire's fault. I think it was the writer's <laughs> fault, actually. Exactly, exactly. This is like a Fifty Shades kind of thing here. Hunter King, rising star of the Hallmark Channel. Uh, you deserve more. I hate royal movies, <laughs> like usually. And I, I hate dogs. So this was really a no-go for me from the beginning. I, think, <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was like, you know, trying to be Princess Diaries but couldn't make it there. Um, the guy was fine. He was okay. Yeah, I mean, give him another movie, please. And just don't make it a royal movie yeah. anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay, on to the last movie. Or f- our first half of this week's lineup. Time for him to come home for Christmas. Starring Holland Roden, Tyler Hines, and Tennille Towns. I watched this movie at 1x. I saved this movie for last. (laughs) I watched it with COVID. I actually liked it. But like at at the end of my my watch, I couldn't remember anything except Tyler Hines. (laughs) But I must say that, you know, he did did a lot for, for me to like 
flip my opinion on this franchise and suddenly <laughs> think that it was worth the money and worth their time to make these movies. I mean, that that's saying a lot because I have hated all these time for insert pronoun movies year after year. But Tyler Hines <laughs> did a good job because I like best friend love triangle things, um, cozy mysteries. Sure, I'll give it to them. But uh, I guess everyone else fell flat in the company of one Tyler Hines. <laughs> I think the real Christmas miracle is you spent the entire movie at 1x. <laughs> I did. I really did. And I have no regrets. That is the power of Tyler Hines. And I was really, I was really scared for his movie. I have watched every single Time for X to Come Home. And unlike Chingai, I didn't loathe them. I cackled through most of them because I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? But I love, uh, I would prefer Time for X to come home over Godwink. Godwink. Uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so again, we're grading on a curve here. This was definitely the best Time for X to come home movie. And I'm proud of Tyler for stepping into the MOC franchise universe because he brought his own extra titillatingness to this. Oh God, he was such a joy (laughs) to watch. Such a joy. From the moment he showed up on the screen, when she turns around in that hotel, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Holland Roden. I liked her from um, Teen Wolf. And that's why when I saw that she was being paired with Tyler Hines, I was like, wait, isn't Tyler quote-unquote old? And isn't Holland Roden in high school in my head, right? Because I'm still Mm -hmm. back in the... Um, Teen Wolf days And then I googled They're the same age Guys They're my age (laughs) Anyway Good job Tyler You made me watch this Also at 1x And I sat through it And I only remember you And your swagger And your naughtiness Like you really brought An edge to this That the blahness Of the past years um, Have given us So he is definitely A cut above And did we ever doubt Did we ever doubt That Tyler Hines Would deliver Never Never Guys, that's the first four movies that we just did a speed round on because when we're back, we've got four more to go. And we hope you'll join us on But Make It Hallmark. See you then. And we are back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Chingai, and we are halfway because we just did a speed round <laughs> through the eight Thanksgiving movies, um, Cat Down to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas. And this time around, we will be talking about My Southern Family Christmas, starring J.C. Elliott, Ryan Rotman, with Moira Kelly and Bruce Cantwell. When invited to cover a Père Noël Christmas celebration in Louisiana, Cantwell, a journalist, meets her estranged father and his new family for the first time. There was that movie two years ago, I think two years ago or last year, My Family Christmas Tree with Andrew Walker and uh, Amy Teagarden that also had a similar kind of plot line wherein adoptive parent, well, you discover you had a dad and you know you're adopted, etc. And that was delightful. And guess what? This one was quite delightful too in different ways. This has no Andrew Walker. Let me just put that up front. Ryan Rotman is not offensive. He was okay. He was baseline okay. Nothing. I have nothing bad to say about him, except that somehow the chemistry with J.C. Elliott, who I adore. I adore this girl so much. I'm so glad she gets another movie. And I'm glad she's now playing a, a journalist instead of a fashion girl because the fashion <laughs> closet in that fake Vogue was terrible. <laughs> Neither here nor there. J.C. Elliott The real champion and the real chemistry is with her dad, Bruce Campbell, from One December Night. I love me One December Night Dad. I watch it sometimes for fun. Even if I don't finish it, I'll just go, like, when I'm feeling bad, I'll just put it on. I'm like, ah, here's Sandy Cohen and here's Bruce Campbell making me feel good. And then we get Maura Kelly, too. I've loved Maura Kelly ever since Cutting Edge. And then, you know, I watched One Tree Hill kind of a bit for her as she played the mom. And now she's playing the supportive mom that's trying to connect her husband with this, you know, biological daughter. I found this really good. The the chemistry between the family, JC bonding with her sisters, well, it's getting less rare, I suppose, that I'm loving these family 
dynamics more than the romance. And this felt like a three wise men and a baby were in. I really like the family dynamics so much more than the romance because although this one, I think the romance was still supposed to be mm-hmm. a vital part of the story. Yeah, it was good. I want to see more of both JC, Bruce Campbell, and they had some pretty funny, as always, Christmas traditions because, again, this is Hallmark. And, you know, teaching teaching her how to make, like, cooking all these things, baking, and even her adoptive parents were also really nice and supportive and no drama there. So this was overall just like a fun, heartwarming. I could watch it at 1x. I think I did it at 1.2 just because I was watching eight in a row. It was good. How, how did you like it, Chingai? Um, I agree with you on all points. I like that, you know, they showed Christmas done a different way because it was like a Cajun Christmas. Mm. And so we, we saw different traditions. I don't know how authentic those traditions are, but they were... <laughs> Nonetheless, fun to watch. I think the real chemistry here was between J.C. Elliott and Bruce Campbell. I mean, they were just, they tried to make the romance like a, a central thing, but like it it paled in comparison yeah, to no. her her chemistry with Bruce Campbell and even her chemistry with her sisters. I think yeah. that sleepover with the sisters, yeah. that was a really sweet scene and like, I mean, I didn't really care for the dancing with with a guy. No, that would have won me over. Maybe if it were someone else, if if it were a different pairing, but that doesn't matter in this Christmas because, like, from the title itself, it's my Southern family Christmas. It was about the family, and we got what we wanted in that regard. I I love Moira Kelly also, yes. so it was nice to see her, you know, show up again and. I think J.C. Elliott like Hunter King. They're of this like new generation yes! of Hallmark, Hallmark stars. And I, I love to see it. I love to see that they're, you know, given more opportunities. And I want to see her again next year. Again, not in that fake fashion closet. In, in, <laughs> in roles like this. That fashion closet needs to be burned down. <laughs> but honestly, this felt more like a Miracles of Christmas kind of movie. Uh I'm all for it, though. I really enjoyed it, and I would love to see more. Okay, from the Southern family, let's move on to Hashtag Christmas, starring Claire Bowen and Brant Doherty. When interior designer Jen is selected for a social media competition for a design brand, she poses as an influencer with her best friend, playing her husband and her nephew as her baby. I was warned about this movie because, like, the Redditors did not like it. So mm. I watched it at 1.5, even if Patty said it was pretty okay. Yeah. You, you watched it before I did. But anyway, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to watch a ton of movies. I'll watch it at 1.5. And even at 1.5, I really enjoyed Hashtag yeah. Christmas. I would beg to disagree with everyone else on the internet. This was a story written out of tropes. You know, it wasn't a story. <laughs> It wasn't a story written for a story's sake. It was like best friends, fake relationship, sharing a bed, uh, competition, th- th- that kind of thing. And okay, uh, you know, that's fodder for me. I love it so much. Uh, I love that we get like a fake Chip and Joanna Gaines here with uh, <laughs> the influencers and husband and wife having marital problems, even if though they present themselves as the mm. perfect couple. So, you know, social media, whatever. And then we have, well, they're best friends. They used to date, right? But but they turned best friends. And then, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it. It's because it's of Brad Doherty that I love this movie. <laughs> Every time he shows up, I'm just all in. I'll just, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll buy, I'll buy anything he sells. <laughs> he, I, I was looking through my notes. I could not comprehend them. I had one line saying, Brant, topping the tree. Brant, drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> what does this all mean? I don't know. But yeah. Uh, I, um, I like the mom here also. Um, so so there, there's a ruse. They're, they're pretending to be married so that they can win this competition because her business needs a boost. And I like that everyone was in on the ruse. So the mom, they pulled in the mom 
um, in the light and she was <laughs> acting very like, you know, theater, <laughs> which reminded me of Five Star Christmas. Yeah. I mean, this was like a no way Five Star Christmas level, but I like that they we, we get a little bit of that. Yeah. And what else? I mean, uh, best friend stories. I love them so much. <laughs> and I, I love Brand so much. Like I said, Brand topping the tree, Brand drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> so, you know what? When he says something like, I have never not loved you, my heart just flutters. <laughs> How can you not? What say you, Patty? Brand Doherty is gorgeous. I think that was my note. <laughs> For this one, he, the girl was a bit manic for me, but I get it. She was trying to play this part of like, I don't really want to do this social thing, but here we are trying to save the store. So this feels like a more updated Hallmark in that there's always a, we have to save the store. And now they turn to social media to save the store. So it's a nice little commentary on the ills of social media and how nothing is as it seems. I, I really do like fake Chip and uh, Joanna Gaines. I thought they were a more interesting story for me, mm-hmm. but I do like a fake lover's trope. And here, the fake lover's trope just kept getting, like fake relationship just kept getting worse and worse because the stakes kept getting higher. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, having to pretend that they had that baby was just really funny because I'm like, this is not going to turn out well. Um, but apart from Brandt being hot and gorgeous... Um, while you were talking about Brandt, I ended up just looking up the Baker's son again because I really like the Baker's son. Yeah. Was, I mean, it's Brad, it's Eloise Mumford, and it's him. Okay, guys, I'm digressing. My favorite things to do. Yeah, I thought the mom brought a lot of fun to it. The lead girl wasn't terrible. She wasn't annoying. But I also feel like in someone else's hands, I would have enjoyed this even more. So I liked it. Guys, there's a reason why it's freaking number five. You know, like, I mean, we're, we're rating it quite high. It's in, the, it's in the latter half of the show. So it's good. And I watched this while cooking. But I was actually, like, stopping my, like, my chopping of vegetables, like, to look and pay attention. Because I actually really did enjoy it. So sorry, internet. Uh, we are uh, not on the same page Reddit on this one. But not bad. You're, you're right about how I think if it were another actress, it would have mm. been elevated more. Yeah. But I, I would say that Claire Bow did a good job because yeah. her, her character was not so likable because she was so insecure. And I think with characters like that, I, I usually get very irritated. Mm. Like, you know, come on, come on. But I wasn't that irritated. Maybe it's because of Brandt. This is just like Tyler <laughs> Hines in time for him to come home. So I don't know. But you know what? Hashtag Christmas was not so bad. Hallmark did a pretty good job, I think. I concur. And guys, I know we said we had four movies to discuss, but I think Chingai and I need to take a quick breather before we get into the last two because, guys, we've hit the mother load. It's Christmas miracles all over again. We'll be back with the last two movies after the break. Welcome back, everyone, to But Make It Hallmark. Final stretch. Thank you for hanging in with us as we discuss the last two amazing movies. The offers this Thanksgiving have been, bar none, pretty fucking good. And I'm going to start it off with Countdown to Christmases, A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, starring none other than Rachel Boston and Victor Webster. Annie faces her first obstacle as CEO of Cooper's Cookies when Grandma's secret recipe is stolen. While investigating the theft, she works with local baker Sam to recreate the beloved recipe. Where is it? What happened? Someone stole Grandma's secret recipe. You are hiding something. Anyone suspicious in here lately? It had to be an inside job. You accused me of a crime. Best Christmas ever. Christmas cookie catastrophe. I think we found the perfect ingredients for a movie. Rachel Boston, queen of my heart, lovable, affable, amazing. She and Autumn Reeser are just these reliable women that when you throw them in something, you know it's going to be good. At a dash of Max. Guys, this is the first movie out of eight movies where there were prominent children. I can't believe it. It's Thanksgiving week. Usually it's children all throughout. And now we get Max from Project Christmas Wish. I don't know if you guys remember that kid. That kid has grown up a little bit. 
And she's still adorable. And she plays the daughter of our third ingredient. And honestly, the biggest ingredient of them all. <laughs> Not just in size, but in presence and an ownership of my heart. Victor Webster <laughs> is once again a chef. Not quite Chef Cupid from Summer Villa, cocky, you know, and all of that. Ladies, man. Here he plays single dad, obviously. And local baker that is beating out Cooper's cookies. And you know what? This guy can feed me anything. I'm already thinking of all the wonderful flower fights we're going to have because this guy, you know what You know what I mean by a baker? He can knead. So this guy's going to give me a good <laughs> massage. Anyway, guys, I'm sorry. You're stepping into my fantasy with Victor Webster in my head. They did it so well. This is actually quite a basic movie. It's a very basic plot line that they added in some twists. Like the stolen fucking recipe was a bananas twist. They... Reveal in the end, and this is a spoiler, that grandma... Oh, because I fell asleep and <laughs> I don't know who stole the cookie recipe. Do you want me to spoil it for you though? <laughs> yes. Okay. So in the end, it is revealed that grandma told her like right-hand man driver to steal the recipe. So what? that so that what? yes so that she would then learn to get along with the community blah 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 and okay, ask for help from others the driver is santa yeah 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 the oh. driver is santa yes the driver is santa from snowed in christmas and many other movies where he's played santa oh yeah it was a sh- so that was like a that was like a weird ass twist i'm like oh cuz of course they tried to blame it on the board head head yeah. of the board evil lady but that was like, okay, you know what? I'll give it to you. So now that we've got the plot line out of the way, let's focus on the heart of this movie. Rachel, Victor, and Max. I can't believe I'm putting Max in. Max was just a nice little bridge between the smoldering stairs of Victor Webster and just really the joy that is Rachel Boston. Anytime Max is in a movie, a.k.a. Project Christmas Wish last year, she really does add a little something. And I can't believe I'm waxing poetic about a child because we know I don't like children. So, in Christmas movies, or in general. But you know what? Let's just be real. So, Max was just such a nice foil, because you see Victor Webster dancing with her. Like that sugar plum dancing, it's very mm-hmm. cute. You see Rachel Boston trying to, ha- uh, you know, attack, uh, or more like, get in touch with her softer side, because she's just like, tough as nail CEO, you know, boss lady. I'm really appreciating how Hallmark is leaning more towards these alpha females, that have to be softened up rather than bringing in an alpha male and the girl is from the country. So it takes some skill and it'll take a while before we get a hang of all of this, but I really appreciated it. And then Max and her father, obviously. So then we get to the real meat and potatoes of this all. Victor Webster and Rachel Boston really are good together. Uh, I think they both, they both held their own. Rachel is quite, like she looks tall, but... Nobody looks tall next to Victor Webster. And so the height differential isn't quite Bethany Joy Lens, Victor Webster, but still there and much appreciated. Anytime Victor Webster comes onto a screen, whether he's kneading bread or making cookies or whatever, he literally fills the screen. And I love that. And I love that for me. And I love that for him. And I love him. We know this. Just nice to see him. Nice to see him play light and funny. And as always, he always brings us charm. He's like an... I feel like he and Tyler Hines need to do like a buddy bro movie. I feel like they'd get along. And I really don't know why Will Kemp is friends with Victor Webster because they keep on commenting on each other's Instagrams. <laughs> but really? I'm loving... Yes. <laughs> but I love it. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. How did you like Christmas Cookie Catastrophe? I really liked it, but I guess not enough because I fell asleep. I blame it on the COVID, though. <laughs> so it started out with this ad, like this vintage ad for Cooper's Cookies, which is uh, <laughs> Rachel Boston's grandma's business. And, and I really liked that because, I don't know, it, it, it filled it with a lot of whimsy for me. As you said, like a Christmas cookie catastrophe, it's like standard Hallmark fare, but done better, I think. Mm. It, it's like a little more updated than, than the usual like pumpkin pie wars and, <gasps> you know it, it's kind of like kind of like that but done better because i think they have been improving lately on the plot scenario like i didn't i didn't see that coming with santa mm. being the whole uh, like we we get the suspect for the mystery 
I can't believe this is what I'm talking about when I talk about Rachel Boston and Victor Webster. But anyway, we do have suspects like a Dolores Umbridge type, and then there was like someone else from there's the the IT guy and the assistant. I think I think they played pretty well as like the the extras in this movie. And well, what can I say about Rachel and Victor? Rachel's pretty tall. He says she's five nine in the movie. It's and yet and yet she's still like dwarfed by by Victor Webster's like looming presence. I love him. Um, he he has the potential to be super intimidating. I think yeah. because of his stature. But I like how Max and I love how we're still calling her Max. <laughs> what is her name here? I don't know. <laughs> so kudos to Project Christmas Wish because like she's forever gonna be Max in our eyes. Um, Max softens him up. Mm. So I like. I like that dynamic. Yeah. Max's dads, huh? Travis Van Winkle and exactly. Webster. What can I say? Rachel Boston is such a delight to watch. I mean, she just came up in the fall yeah. with that movie with... Dating the Delaney is Paul Campbell. Yeah. With she, also Campbell shot a Christ- and- she also shot an ad in that one. Right. Or and more then, like a then, show, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then she's coming up here again. I'm so happy that um she she gave us these great, great movies. Um I did not like her royal movie from what two years ago. Excuse me. I love that one, Christmas Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Neil Blasdo. <laughs> there we go. Oh god. At least we are in agreement here. I was so happy. Like with the baking montage, this is that's the one thing I really yeah. liked about this movie where they're forced to like figure out the family recipe because like she has no idea how to replicate her grandma's cookie. So he comes in, the enemy, and helps her out and they spend all this time together and we get all the baking montages with Max and it was so, so cute and I was so happy that I ordered a bunch of cookies from our friend Macy and she <laughs> delivered them. <laughs> Right when I had to watch a Christmas cookie catastrophe. So that just worked out so great. I hope that we never run out of movies like this. Because this is why we turn to the Hallmark Channel. We want to see these comfort movies. And and like... There, there's nothing more <laughs> comfort giving than seeing Victor Webster with Rachel Boston on screen. This is a hot cup of cocoa and cookies and just... This is how basic Hallmark Fair should be. Anyway. Okay, let's move on to our final pick of the week. This is it. (laughs) This is the big one. Okay. Haul Out the Holly, starring Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Stephen Tobolowski, Melissa Peterman, and Ellen Travolta. When Emily unexpectedly spends the holidays alone at her parents' house, their HOA insists that she participate in its many Christmas festivities. There's your citation. For what? No lawn display. For insufficient Christmas decor. Your nutcracker needs to be 36 inches from shoe to chapeau. Don't have to do any of this. Attention all available units. Operation Deck the Halls is a go. Pick up the pace, you lollygaggers! Mount up! Holly. feels like a parody of Hallmark movies. It's very meta. It's very self-aware. And I love how Hallmark is just giving us all these very self-aware meta movies. So we have Lacey, who I think I love how she narrates this movie. It's very mm. Disney Channel. She <laughs> she gets these parents who abandon her, right? She, she goes to visit her parents and suddenly they're off to Florida and they leave her with a house. <laughs> I think that's that in of itself was hilarious. I love seeing Lacey do comedy because she mm. always gets these dramatic movies. And here she gets to do physical comedy. She gets to play. And it, it's just lovely to see. So, okay, that's just like the the icing on the cake. When her parents leave her for Florida, she has to deal with the HOA. And they live in this cul-de-sac, which is very don't worry, darling, but make it Hallmark (laughs) Christmas. They're like all, they're all like Christmas on crack. 
people and they need to decorate everything. And in comes Wes Brown as the president of the Homeowners Association. And he's just such a weirdo because he's the one enforcing all these requirements um, about all the houses having to having to follow the rules of how to decorate your house and stuff. I have never been a fan of Wes Brown because I think he keeps getting saddled with all these very, in Pinoy terms, badui rules <laughs> and badui movies. Badui in English translates into what? It's not ex- not exactly cheesy, not exactly tacky, but thereabouts. A bit of both. <laughs> yeah. So Wes Brown, I'm just like, oh, him again? Is he going to be like this uh, Badui guy? But he's not because he plays into like villain very, very, <laughs> very, very well. And, and that's where we get the enemies to lovers trope coming on and I love how they're supported by the entire neighborhood in this endeavor everyone comes together it's an ensemble cast so just as three wise men and a baby had that bully neighbor mm. they also have like characters in the neighborhood and we we all have this blonde woman Pamela she's love like her. Jennifer Coolidge in, in the white lotus here like where she and Lacey form a friendship and at mm. first it's all like very you know adv- uh, it's it's all adversity between the two of them but suddenly you know she gets to know her and she gets to know her story and it's all fine and then oh my god I'm just <laughs> I'm just all over the place here but Polaha makes a cameo <laughs> <laughs> It's like it has all all the recipes for success. May I just mention that there's one scene here. This is how self-aware this movie is. There's one scene where Lacey is watching a Hallmark movie. And they show the opening scene. And I was like, fuck, that's Christmas in Vienna. I know. And I was like, is it Christmas in Vienna? Because I know it is. And then the, the, <laughs> the title card comes in and it is Christmas in Vienna. Shout out. Do you know who? <laughs> Where was this also this authentic conversation by the fireplace? Mm. Because of course it was by the fireplace. And it was so funny how Wes Brown was like making fun of Lacey because they are childhood friends from living in that neighborhood for, for liking Nickelback and Creed. That, that was, was so, so cute. funny. That yeah. was so cute. And, and you know, it, it's nice that Hallmark is bringing in this kind of cheekiness to their movies it's like let's not take ourselves so seriously this is the hallmark channel let's all have a good time and i can tell that everyone in this cast had a good time while filming it they brought in like epic snowball fight scenes like the way that was shot like from top view was really good and it just makes it so it, it makes it so fun to watch like like nobody has snowball fights like that and and yet and yet we want to see it. We come here to see that kind of thing. And of course, they bring in um, lines from Notting Hill, where I'm just a girl, you know. <laughs> I'm just a girl asking a guy. Anyway, they do it to court the Santa in the neighborhood, and, and that was so so much fun. There was just so much goodness in this movie. I think this is gonna go up and up in the ranks uh, to join. Well, maybe Christmas in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Patty? So, fun fact: director of Hall Out the Holly is also the director of Christmas in Vienna. So, I thought it was funny. Oh, <laughs> and it's McLean Nelson who is married to Claire Niederbruem. So, I thought that was fun. I love the cameos in this movie. So, apart from Polaha, I literally yelled when Polaha came on. I sent <laughs> Chingai uh, a voice out. I'm like, cameo, 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 and she was like, cool. And then finally, she sees it, and we die. This movie really is one of the Hallmark greats. I think it shows that Lacey Chabert is one of the queens of Christmas on the Hallmark Channel, if not the queen. And deservedly so. You can see that she has incredible range. Ever since we got her in Christmas Waltz, where it was, you know, more... It was still a little bit more Lacey, but with dancing. And then now we see that she can do physical comedy. Like, sky is the limit now. There is... if When Lacey gets a good script, you know it's going to be good. Unlike Chingai, that hasn't been a Wes Brown fan, I did like Wes Brown in Sweet Pecan Summer with that Asian lady, um, who should be in more Christmas movies, by the mm-hmm. way. And so seeing Wes, though, play manic and play like comedy and play like slight villain was really a nice surprise. 
because he usually plays like you know honky guy, and that's why I liked him in Sweet Pecan Summer because he was more dad bod in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Too many pecans. Too many pecans. <laughs> so I really appreciated the pairing, and for me, rather than promote a holiday spectacular to no end, they should have promoted Haul Out the Holly a lot more. You're because right. This one was actually like this had hijinks. This one also felt like cinema. This felt like a movie. This felt like a legitimate Christmas movie, like all of the family stone that you just pull out. And I feel mm-hmm. like Hallmark doesn't get enough credit for the quality of the productions they've done. Because there is a stigma that when it is a Hallmark movie, it is only for a very specific group of people. This in the past three years. Hallmark has been overcoming that stigma. And yet I don't feel like enough people really pay attention and understand that because the quality these past three years, ever since COVID, has been fucking phenomenal. And you know what? Yeah. Like uh, to that point, uh, Tyler Hines just of course I'm bringing it Tyler Hines posted a TikTok. Of course I'm talking about Tyler Hines mm-hmm. TikTok, where he was thanking everyone for the support. Uh, they gave her three wise men and a baby. And he did show the IMDb rankings for that week. And uh, three wise men and a baby came up to number, I think, 18 or 17 for, for Christmas movies. So it was right before the Santa Claus. So I think that people are recognizing the quality of Hallmark movies, not just as like this this niche, but like in general. And I think that it's becoming more evident these days as Netflix tries to Mm. outdo Hallmark and fail. (laughs) They can't outdo Hallmark in something Hallmark has been doing for their lifetime. And what I like about Hallmark is now that GAC and Lifetime Channel are really, well, Lifetime is stepping up, GAC is just existing, is that they're really trying to carve their own niche and path and to show that, guess what? We know we're self-aware. We can do meta. All the meta movies this year have been fantastic because that is how you become part of culture. This is how culture treats you. It was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just all about these like, you know, holiday traditions. Well, let's put a spin on it. And Haul Out the Holly did that, but also maintained like the holiday feel and fun. And Stephen Tobolowsky, I did not watch. I know Groundhog Day seems to be like the most popular movie on earth, but apparently his character there was also named Ned Ryerson or something and he was Ned in this movie too so I was like a call out to that and he's such a good comedic actor we are so lucky he yes. showed up in this film the all the side quote unquote side characters this ensemble cast was just so good and I'm really 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 appreciative of just seeing this and yes Eric Mabius from Ugly Betty also showed mm-hmm, up in the end mm-hmm. so it was delightful it was fun I want to watch this with my whole family because it's like it's really just enjoyable and still we get the love story between Lacey and Wes even if they're always ribbing each other and you know teasing each other it was fun I felt the chemistry Lacey I I have to give it to her she's she stuck it out and she's made some really good Hallmark choices I love the scene where the neighbors are marching like Armageddon style (laughs) Uh, yeah try because they've got a mission to complete uh, those little touches are so important and i would just like to commend the production design for this movie the thing about setting one of a one of hallmark's christmas movies in salt lake city i think in utah is that you don't need cgi to, to <laughs> beautify the background or the snow it was perfect as is haul out the holly is clearly this week's best movie. But as you've heard throughout this episode, we've got a bunch of amazing ones too. So check them out. A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, My Southern Family Christmas, Hashtag Xmas, and you know, those other first four movies that we mentioned because there's some bright spots in them too. Again, none of them are worse than All Saints Christmas. So when we're back, (laughs) we've got a lot to go through because we have once again... Uh, a Thanksgiving edition of Mary Kill After the Break. And we're back with Fuck, Mary Kill, Mary Thanksgiving edition. We have a lot 
of people to choose from this week. It, it's not like last time where we had <laughs> our, our favorite three actors. This time <laughs> we have more of a choice. And so I am interested to hear how things differ for the two of us. Patty, are we going to be sister wives again? Or will we remain unrelated this time? Who are you killing I am actually killing the entire it's you know it's budget season now we're all planning for next year and so whoever made the decision basically to put some budget into a holiday spectacular <laughs> I am killing the entire budget of holiday spectacular for promotions promotions only you can continue with production keep the production value that's fine but all the promotions and marketing that went into a holiday spectacular the whole hallmark event right the whole hallmark event when they launched these movies was in radio city musical because of the rockets so yeah yeah whatever whatever but i would redistribute the promotions budget and marketing budget into transferring it into haul out the holly and three wise men and a baby because those two did not get enough promotions and so I'm going to kill the budget. No more budget for promotions for Holiday Spectacular. Instead, I'm redistributing the wealth to the two movies that actually deserve it more and needed to be yelled out ab- about a lot more. I wonder who's going to get like the big hype and budget next year. Hmm. <sighs> I hope not a fucking Holiday Spectacular Part <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah maybe it was merchant funded maybe there are cats paid for the it, promotions it pro- yeah, yeah they probably did there's some kind of x-deal going on over yeah. there yeah but, i'm uh, gonna kill the two boys from a tale of two christmases because <laughs> that movie was kind of a waste of time i mean it wasn't awful but you know what we we have a lot of choice this week and so yeah they're 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 going away forever forever <laughs> Just Not just for week. Christmas, but the, forever. Forever. No, okay. Fox. <laughs> I have Tough a rule. choice. I have a rule that when Tyler Hines <laughs> comes on, I have to fuck him. Okay, I have to fuck him. And it wasn't any different. He's on. I have to fuck him. He looked really good. I have to fuck him. Um, he sneaks up on you from behind creepily, but not because he's Tyler Hines. I have to fuck him. He talked about MC like being as part of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe as titillating. I have to fuck him. Like he's begging. He is. This is like this is not rape <laughs> culture, but he is asking me to fuck him, and with consent, I will fuck him. Okay, we may not be sister wives this week, but we will be sister fuckers. <laughs> Because I think your rule is my rule as well. Uh, every time Tyler Hines shows up, he has to be the fuck. And he has to be. So yeah, two weeks in a row, Tyler. <laughs> you know what? No one is complaining. Maybe Tyler's complaining, but we're not <laughs> complaining. Uh, welcome to the welcome back into the fuck club because we have to fuck Tyler Hines. All right. Okay. Let's do it, Fatty. I think I know who you're marrying. <laughs> I'm predictable as fuck. And uh, whenever my second rule is whenever Victor Webster appears in the movie, I have to marry him. I just want Victor Webster to one, pick me up, like pick me up (laughs) Bethany Joyland style and put me on a countertop. Mm -hmm. And that will be every day of my life. Number one, he's baking cookies in this. He's a baker in this film. That means I'm going to be fat and full and I love cookies. So this is perfect to Again, I want to be enveloped in his in his embrace. Like, can yeah. you imagine those broad yeah. shoulders just engulfing me and <laughs> folding me into embrace? I will feel safe. Clearly, I have some issues and I need this like feeling of safety. <laughs> but I feel like with Victor Webster, I will feel safe just seeing him. I know at some points I'll be like a bit intimidated when you first meet him, but then he's gonna warm <laughs> you up and like figuratively and literally, and we're gonna get closer. And then we're going to get married. And yes, will I be a stepmother to Max? You know what? I don't mind. Max seems really well adjusted. And actually in this movie, her name is Bella. I looked it up because the baker's name is Bella's Bakery. Yeah. (laughs) So those sugar plum cookies. But yeah, I I really, I don't know why I have to justify my marry. We know I'm marrying Victor Webster. So everyone's invited to my wedding. Can I just say that those chocolate crinkle cookies were huge. Yeah, they they were were as big as Victor (laughs) Webster. I mean, obviously, they would be as big as Webster Webster. He, uh, Victor Webster, just, 
he was he he wasn't in any movie last year, right? Oh, he was. Fuck. He was the one with Bethany Joy Lens, right? Was that last year? No, that was two years ago. Oh, <laughs> two years. That was two years ago. Um, because last year unexpected Christmas business. I don't think he was oh, in yeah. anything last year. I think, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that made me sad. But you know what? Rather he gets paired with people I don't want him to be paired with, and this was a good pairing. So good job, Victor Webster. Um, will you marry me? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Who are you marrying, Chingai? I mean, I think this is obvious. This is, uh, Maybe this is my Victor Webster. I don't know. Every time he's on, I have to marry Brand. <laughs> so before we started recording, I was asking Patty about how, like, okay, this was it Brand Dorothy or Jesse Hutch, the guy who showed up in this movie, blah, blah, blah. Because Jesse Hutch and Brand Dorothy, kind of the same. And the the actor I was thinking of was not, was neither of the two. It was Casey Deirdre. <laughs> Oh my god, so any of these three <laughs> interchangeable men are interchangeable, but I think Brand Thornton is the best one among the three. He's the one I can recognize and, and clock into. So of course I'm marrying Brand Thornty. I love him. He is so good looking and I like how, you know, I, I like those best friends type of stories. So yeah, he can be my best friend. And <laughs> my husband. <laughs> I have to say, Jesse Hutch, um, Casey Deirdrick, and um, Brant Doherty kind of all look like either uh, a little brother of Victor Webster or a cousin of Victor Webster. Yes. They all have that vibe of like yes. big mountain man, I will like protect lumberjack, you. Yeah. Lumberjack protection 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know what needs to be done? Mm. Victor Webster needs to be in a bodyguard movie. <laughs> Where Laura Osnes is the star. Why Laura Osnes? Because like Broadway star. I don't know. That's because I'm thinking the bodyguard here. (laughs) But make it Hallmark. I mean, if they're going to look for like a New York City tie-up, then why not with Broadway, KTS or something, and do it that way instead of the Rockets. And then a cameo for Jeremy Jordan, obviously. Yes, please. (laughs) And I would marry him then. I would marry the extra. <laughs> oh my god, we forgot Polaha! Oh no. I know he was only a cameo, but he's so hot. I would maybe marry him and Victor together. Let's be real. But well, anyway, neither here nor yeah. there. All right. Okay. Omar, listen to our pitch for next year. The bodyguard with uh, Victor Webster and Laura Osnes with a cameo by Jeremy Jordan, but make it Hallmark. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening once again to us go through eight freaking movies. I don't know how any of us survived it. And guess what? There's still, we're only in December. So we've got a couple more to go. We're so happy you joined us. Please follow us on our socials at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. It's still alive, guys. It's still alive. The Twitter watch, the Twitter death watch continues. Thanks, Jingai. And thanks, everyone, for uh, coming along. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.